This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Stump Sumps and Beer Pumps, a podcast for you, the players, supporters and the hard-working volunteers that make a glorious game from the lowest to the highest levels in the UK and beyond. We at Stump Sumps and Beer Pumps have now teamed up with Derbyshire County Cricket Club to promote cricket at all levels across the county and wider regions. I'm Rick, I'm here with Ian, Richard and Neil as we take you on a journey around our home here at Winslow Cricket Club in Burn-on-Trent. On this podcast, we'll keep you updated on all the goings-on here at Winslow Cricket Club, and we will also be answering all your questions and inviting you, the listener, to send in all your stories from around the cricketing world. We will, of course, have a special guest coming with their view from Cow Corner with all their stories, ideals and anecdotes. So, let's get started and bring you up to date with the goings-on at Winslow Cricket Club, the little club with a big personality. So, welcome to another edition of Stump Sumps and Beer Pumps. This week we're joined by uh, David Griffin, the Heritage Officer at Derbyshire. Uh, some great insight into county cricket coming up. And also with him is Annie Chave from County Cricket Matters. But before that, we're just going to have a quick chat about how everything's going at Winslow at the moment. I've got Neil with me and Rick. Hi, guys. Hello. So, Winslow had a bit of a rough time over the last few weeks. We, we're in a, we were in the lofty heights of first in division three south nosebleed yeah we were a bit really and uh in the second team have been doing fairly well in division six consolidated position halfway up the table which is a pretty good start for their first year in that higher level so neil uh, going back to the first team it's been a tough few weeks we've lost i think three out of four with one win over elverston in the middle of it what do you think's uh, been the problem i mean i know we've had some holidays what do you think yeah, I think players being away definitely a big issue. Just, just one of the, the one of the ball at the minute. I think not, not done a lot wrong. I wouldn't say. Yeah, I know you captain one of those games uh, yeah, against Rolston. Sorry to bring that up, mate. But, well, uh, I did all right, but it's, yeah. it's just the fact I've got had no players. Yeah, that was tough. I mean, Rolston turned up with a a pretty strong side after we we were sort of hoodwinked, I think, into think they'd they'd have players on holiday. We were we were very weak that day, but I think we did we showed ourselves okay. I think it was Burton next. Yeah, lost down, down at their ground. It was um, like lightning out there. The outfield yeah, was really quick. I mean, that's what we've come across that a couple of weeks. The outfield being very, very fast. Yeah, it was scorched, yeah. Yeah. Plus, um, the, plus I thought they brought the boundary a little bit as well. It was normally right at the edge of Burton, but it was like really... Yeah, Burton, yeah I thought so. It flew, well, yeah. it absolutely flew. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we are a little bit under par on that day. Uh, probably a couple of drop catches again that went against yeah, us. Curse of Eddie. Yeah, yeah, I think... You was going to say, weren't you, that we've, we're going to record a special GOAT podcast. It's in, in the editing stage at the moment. Uh, I think it'll be one of the next few episodes. But uh, ever since we've mentioned Eddie's ability to catch... He dropped, he dropped about four catches, yeah, I think. poor old lad. <laughs> <laughs> Cursed so, him. Really, so. no. And then we beat Elveston. They put up quite a good yeah, show I, against I, us. I'm surprised they bottom the league, really, because they, they did... Uh, some good young lads, I thought they had. Yeah, I thought so as well. I mean... Uh, 
they they didn't to embarrass themselves. No. I saw they got a tie actually this week. Yeah, against Etwell. And then uh, this last few weeks, uh, last match, sorry, with uh, yeah, came short against Walton. Yeah, it was unfortunate. Uh, again, probably a couple of drop catches. Yeah, Eddie was involved again. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sorry mate. But also, I think we had a couple of decisions probably go against us again. Probably the best catch I've seen though with Jim, oh, Jimmy Johnson. God, yeah, it's, a, it's worth a mention. I think. Yeah, yeah, now. yeah. I mean, you don't see these type of catches very often. It was a bit Ben Stokes World Cup. Uh, situation where he sort of dived backwards, didn't really look at the ball. Yeah, one handed. Took it one handed with look, what looked like his wrong hand as well. Wasn't yeah. It? So that was a, a gasper, that was, wasn't it? Really wow. Really good. We're still second because actually all the other results you could say went in our favour, really. Uh, Mickelover obviously won and all the others sort of lost or didn't get to pick up so many points. So we're still second. And I don't know if everybody knows out there, but when you're moving up from three to two, uh, the first team go. The first place team goes up, which looks like being Mickelover now, and then the second uh, promotion spots taken by the highest second team in three south or three north. Currently, it's um, second in division three north is Denby on two nine eight points, and we've got three o two. So it's touch and go. You know, whoever finishes the highest out of those will get it up into division two. Yeah, it's very complicated, really. Yeah, I made it more complicated than I probably yeah. needed to there. How, the, how would we get on into if we went up, though? Well, there's a good question. I mean, some people would tell you that we're not ready for two. Uh, I probably was one of those earlier in the season, but you know, grab the opportunity while we can. We might not get this opportunity again for some seasons. So what, what do you think, then? Uh, every time I look at Div 2, I always think of Clown Town. I always think <laughs> Clown Town in my head like uh, Downtown, Petula Clark. <laughs> Clown town. <laughs> That's what I was saying in my head, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think we'll probably want a few players off going up, I think. If yeah. We, but, uh, have a go next year if, if yeah. we don't do it. Get a few players in, hopefully, and do then think, we'll have a proper dig at it. If we do get promotion, we'll encourage a few to come. Possibly. Yeah, because we do need that, I think. But uh, I mean, we've already signed uh, Dale Winston. Yeah. But he uh, yeah. well, can't play at the minute, can yeah, he? Yeah, it'd be good to get Dale. Um, I think he's a, a good player from a few years ago, and he st- you know, still could do a job, I think. Uh, but, yeah, if you'd have asked me... A few weeks ago, I'd have said, I don't think we're probably quite ready. It's a different form of cricket. There's a lot more travelling. But are we going to get this chance again? You know, we're in a position where we should grab it with both hands, really. So uh, It is. If you play well, play well enough and go up, you, 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 you go yeah, up. I, you deserve it, so. yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I think so. Second team uh, have jumped a place up to uh, seventh. So they're doing all right. I think they've consolidated, more than consolidated their position in uh, Division 6 you think now? I think they've, they've done alright yeah I think uh, the last win they just got I think that's, they're definitely safe now so yeah, no, more, they, no more panicking Paul They beat Muggington at the weekend which was a, a pretty good result knowing that the you know, the rivalry between the two teams from previous because they both got promoted yeah hopefully put a smile on Paul's face and yeah, uh, Nell batted well again and Gunton yeah. got 60 odd and yeah. it was a good, good batting performance really I, yeah. I didn't think they'd got enough actually said to Winter I said I'm I think you're a bit short, but no, in the yeah. end, the bold got the win. Didn't uh, Vizban break his bat? <laughs> uh, I think he got 30-odd, and he had a big across-the-line swing, and all, his, <laughs> his handle stayed in his hands, and the rest of his bat went over to point somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> point up gully, just snapped his bat. <laughs> Some highlights from uh, the last few weeks. Watto uh, got 110 not out on. Probably one of the hottest days yeah, I've about seen. About 40 degrees, yeah. It was very, very hot. I mean, literally, uh, Watto came off the pitch completely knackered. And uh, only if he told he's on bar duty, which I don't think went down too well. Uh, so he's doing he, good he, anyway. It did, yeah, well, he's skipped a few, I think. Hasn't he? Did he still well, do bar duty, though? He did do bar did duty, he? and he did quite a good job, I would say. So, well, thanks for that, Watto. You did well done, well. Watto. It was the same uh, night as race night, weren't it? It was, yeah. We had a race night, which was, uh, yeah, it was pretty good, actually. I lost a few quid. Yeah, I did. Um, you could choose your own name, your oh, horse. This is, this is and then, uh, so... Um, if you're an owner, yeah. You yeah, could, you, yeah, you had to own a horse, so this was the good thing about it. I did my old famous hoof-hearted. <laughs> well, not, not hoof-hearted, but hoof-hearted. We know hoof-hearted. what it means. Yeah, yeah, we well, I'm just, I'm like, well, you have to explain the jokes to some people. Um, and the other the other one was, Kamal bought an horse, and he said, you've got to name it, Kamal. He said, give me give me five minutes. So Kamal had gone off for five minutes. I thought, well, this would be good, this will he come back in. What's your name, your horse, Kamal? Basil. <laughs> Bloody Basil! It was like someone saying he fought an horse. It's like just come in, didn't he? It was funny. 
And he just was straight faced as anything, <laughs> wasn't he? But yeah, it was a good night and uh, shout out to Dugger Dugger and Becky actually. Yeah, very good job. They did a fantastic job organising it, so well done and hopefully a few more events to come before the end of the season and uh, into next season. Um, we've also, uh, we'll come back to this after uh, we've listened to Annie and uh, David Griffin, but uh, one thing I wanted to mention is for the first time in a, in a long while, we've got almost four players now over 500 runs for the season. So we've got Angelo up there on, he's over 700 now, Angelo is, which is a fantastic effort. Watto, obviously, for the first team uh, on just under 650. Gunton's popped over 600 runs and not far behind is Westy on uh, 550, uh, sorry, 450 with Eddie actually in fourth on 400. So that's not a bad effort really from no, uh, from where we've been. You know, some good efforts and it's it's great to see. And on the flip side to that, we've got, I think, Kamal's top of the uh, wickets for the whole division, Division yeah, 3. So. You're not far behind him now, I think, with uh, your haul on the weekend. But... Uh, yeah, so uh, we'll come back to other things in a moment and we'll uh, now listen to, uh, as Neil put it, Chave and Dave. Stumps, ups and beer pumps. Welcome to our latest venture into Cow Corner. So we're back on Zoom today as we bring together two of County Cricket's biggest supporters for a simple enough chat. What is great about County Cricket and where is it going in the future? So joining us today from two counties with approximately 300 years of history between them, that's the counties, not our guests, <laughs> is broadcaster, columnist and editor of Matters County magazine, Annie Chave. How are we, Annie? All right, thank you. Nice nice to be here. And from a little close to home, we have our Derbyshire County Creek Club photographer, heritage officer and all-round king of the stats, David Griffin. <laughs> How are we, DG? I'm fine, thanks. Yeah, good, good to see you, mate. So I'll, I'll get Richard will get us uh, started. Where do you want to go first, Rich? We'll start with you first, Danny. Just tell us a bit about your background, how long you've been involved in cricket, earliest memories, and who, who got you involved in cricket, really? I'm glad you're, you're starting at the top, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I was born into cricket. I, I, just, I, I just am cricket, so... Um, my dad uh, is a complete obsessive. He has four children, um, and uh, from dot from um, from mother being pregnant, probably we were at, at the cricket ground um, every Saturday, Sunday, playing, being part of the team. Which um, club was that? Well, in Devon, um, we've got a, a cricket club called Erratics Cricket Club, which is a, a friendly only team, and we have over sixty friendly only uh, matches in a season still um really? so we have a massive amount of games and we are thriving we've got loads and loads of players it's really really successful really positive um lots of youth lots of men playing with their sons women play as well i've played it's it's just glorious and mm. um it's everything friendly cricket and grassroots cricket should be about and uh, it was my summer my life it still is um i'm the secretary now yeah um and uh, i moved into sort of county cricket very early on because uh, when i was seven i um happened to see a certain viv richards and joel garner playing at the top of my road because i i play i we lived um by the county ground in, in exeter so That'd be a um, i was completely overwhelmed by joel mm -hmm. garner and uh viv richardson so the, wait, were they your earliest memories or was it the more local cricket that was your uh earliest? they were my earliest big cricket memories yeah, you know yeah. proper yeah. Cricket biggest memories. impression not, on not you, just yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were just incredible and i mm. wanted to know all about somerset and uh it's just that so that is my life really um the summer is cricket and yeah. every every meal time every uh, <laughs> everything we do it's all about cricket we all yeah. go to the pub and talk about cricket and Absolutely. it's all my family my son Fantastic. my husband my um my dad my brothers my sister and my mum um we all you know we all yeah. talk about cricket brilliant what about you david well, I was very much i mean i'm 60 years of age i think most people of my age were introduced to cricket almost by force <laughs> because I remember being in Ilkeston as a boy at five, six years of age and a teacher coming and saying, right, the girls go off and play uh, netball, the boys come and play cricket. And you sort of had no choice but to, to have a go at it, as it were. Mm. And my father was a keen cricket fan. Um, cricket, of course, was free to air throughout the 60s, 70s, 80s. 
So I would sit at home and watch those early John Player League matches. My dad would walk me down to the Ilkeston Rec to watch yeah. Ilkeston Rutland play. And then on the 3rd of August 1974, took me to the Ilkeston Rec to see Derbyshire play Nottinghamshire. Uh, Gary Sober scored the fastest century of the season. And I don't believe in fate or destiny or any of that sort of stuff, but what an incredible introduction to county mm. cricket. At 11 years of age, Gary Sober's fastest hundred of the season. And I remember like remember it like it was like that. Really? Yeah. That afternoon, my dad and I walked around the grounds. The lady in the, the, the caravan, the membership caravan, uh, asked if I was a member. My dad said no. And she says, well, if he joins today, he can have the rest of the season and next year for 75 pence. And my dad being oh. a, a, a typical Derbyshire steelworker, he <laughs> the value of every pound and thought, actually, 75 pence, that seems all right. And that Didn't was it. try and bargain it down then to 50. Uh, no, bless him, bless him. So that was it. So it was just kind of, it, it was more about the opportunity being offered. I'm sure we're going to come to this later. Yeah. But it was a point that because cricket was played in the playground at school and the teacher mm. said, right, we're all going to play cricket. We all had to go at it. So at the mm. age of six and seven, we knew what stumps were and bats and balls. Yeah. Not everybody yeah. liked, but we we had an opportunity. <clears throat> so so that was it. Rather like Annie, it was from 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 the, the cradle almost. As it yeah, was. yeah. I think probably we're all like on this podcast, actually. But did you play yourself, David? Uh, I played at school. I played uh, for Shipley Hall, a, a team in Derbyshire, okay, which yeah. you might have heard of. Yeah. Uh, I played in the army and I played for the for Nottinghamshire Police. But yeah. I have to be honest, watching the game always gave me greater joy than playing it. And I know that sound. Most people go the other way around, mm. but I just love playing. I just love watching it. I think it's just sort of being around it. If mm. That's probably the best thing to say, really. I think we all come from the same background and you know, that history of, we'll go back to it, county cricket. And you know, that brings us to that really simple question which we want to start this whole sort of discussion about. And I'll, I'll let Annie go on a little bit in a nice way because I, I know exactly <laughs> how she's going to say this. It'd be lovely. What is great for you, Annie, about county cricket? I'd say it was twofold. I'd say the whole thing about county cricket is your team. You have investment in that team and you've watched yeah. them grow you care about their progress and and you care about their stats it's all you know it, yeah. it, there's, there's so many things involved in that and then you also have the whole thing of um the family the cricket family and 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 going and having your own routines your own space you, you things that you just want to go along and, and just yeah. sit and 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 say oh hi nice to see you haven't you know haven't seen you for a while just all of that um, comradeship that you have mm. with, with you have this invested um, yeah. life with other people that yeah they're just they're just people that you kind of know but mm -hmm. it, it's it's just lovely and and you also have that um, the whole championship is is a four day game so you 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 have time to to kind of see um, techniques and you get to see the bat and the ball being tested you get you get to see unknown talent emerge you get there's just so much and and, and it's um, all embroiled in a, a, a beautiful slow format that makes mm. you have time to breathe and I think what I've learned in the last couple of months if anything after being in a shit place is that um, uh, the you need that oxygen and and county cricket cricket gives me oxygen and and you have that real real um gel with the players as well that you mm. cannot have in other any other format yeah. absolutely are, are you one of these people that gets to the ground really early i know we've got i do really like who gets there early so yeah i like to get there set in the stand with my coffee before i you know and just yeah. sit there and go right okay i want to see how the land lies how's the pitch playing what's you know what what it's feeling like today mm, it's uh, and and I, I it's the best thing to go by yourself as well and i'm, yeah, I'm not an antisocial yeah. person but i i love being by there's myself. always somebody to speak to exactly it, yeah. and it's wonderful so there's so much it, it's um but it, I, I would say foremost it is the investment you have in your team yeah. because you really really care about them you've watched them grow yeah well Absolutely. certainly somebody david you watched how many Derbyshire games is it now? For how many <laughs> Just years? Just a few. <laughs> so I, I guess you're. Well, this is this is the 49th year as a member, and uh, I've not missed yeah. the day for since the 28th of June 2009. So it's incredible. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's stupid. I don't know about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I don't know how you get away with it. <laughs> I'm a very, very kind wife. I'm um, sure. I mean, for me, I, 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 if I was describing it in one word, I would say fellowship, which I think probably Annie, Annie's already touched on. Yeah. Um, I think there is a, there's an element, this sounds a bit cheesy, but of birthright. You know, you're born in a county and you you kind of have, feel a sense of belonging to that county. Yeah. Um, county cricket grounds for me were a safe place as a young, particularly as a young man. My parents divorced when I was a boy. And I always remember Bruce Springsteen saying that um, he went, he turned to his guitar when his family were, were, were not his best friends, as he were. And mm -hmm. I turned to cricket. Cricket became my family. And... Um, there's a combination within the game for me of lifelong friendships, but also acquaintances, as Annie again touched on, of people you scarcely know, yeah. but you say hello to, and you have sometimes have five minutes with them, and someone will turn to you and say, "Who was that, Lance? I haven't got a clue." <laughs> but, but <laughs> Absolutely. You just you just happen to they, yeah. they you kind of just gel because you you talk about, bond, yeah. and of course, cricket is a great sport. Mm. You know, that's that's the other great thing about it. And county cricket brings great art, great skill. I'm always loath to use words bravery and courage in connection with sport. But but in context, you know, you, you can see great bravery in sport. And, and, mm. and it is just a wonderful, wonderful game. So it encompasses all of those things for me, really. Stumps, ups, and beer yeah, one of the things we want to get to is where's cricket going to go? Where's county cricket going to go over the next few years? I'll start with you, Dave, and just ask that question. Where do you see us right now versus where you think we're going to go? And you're the king of the stats, mate, and I've loved some of the stuff you put out in the last couple of weeks about the number of days of cricket, because that's fascinating. Mm. How worried are you about this right now? Well, I'm worried about it, but I think the problem with it, I've used this phrase before, if you stopped your car on the, on the way to somewhere and said to a guy at the side of the road, how'd you get to such and such a place? And he says, well, I wouldn't start from here. And that's kind, of where, that's kind of where cricket's got itself to, because I'm not even sure what it is that cricket's trying to do. Yeah. We hear about high-performance review. We hear about the yeah. ICC. But when I spoke to somebody the other day and said, we hear people saying we play too much cricket, but I've not heard one person say what the optimum amount of cricket is for an international cricketer or a county cricket. Nobody's, nobody's said it. So I'm not really sure what where we're trying to get to. Mm. The, you know, the, the high performance review is, is currently looking at all aspects of English cricket. But where it leads us to, I do not know. I, what, a, what a sense may happen long term and actually might be better for the game as a whole is if you look at the, the tiering of cricket at the top of the game, you've got the international game and everything else sits below it. But what sits below it is fighting for air. It's fighting for space. And maybe what we need to do is to say, OK, there sits international cricket at the very top of the tree. Beneath that, we will put franchise cricket and let it do whatever it wants to. And beneath that, put domestic cricket. Let domestic cricket run its own thing without any interaction with the franchises. Because... I keep hearing all the time that every young cricketer wants to play franchise cricket, but how many people are actually playing in the 100 from county cricket? There's, there's right. still 300 people who aren't good enough or aren't, um, well, yeah, aren't good enough yet yeah. to, to play in the 100. So there is still a huge number of cricketers available to play county cricket. And I think there might just have to be a separation that we say to players, right, if you want to play international cricket, there's international cricket at the top. And we've already got people like Ben Stokes and, mm -hmm. and Johnny Bairstow pulling out of the 100. We'll sit beneath that in another tier, um, white ball um, franchise cricket. And so if you want to go and play that, go and play it. No problem at all. But then below that, we have county cricket. And if you want to play county cricket, you play county cricket. But we might have to put some restrictions in place, which say once you've chosen which format you want to play this year, then you can't opt in and out of them. Because that, I think, would then allow county cricket to have a proper schedule that would work for everybody. I think there's a lot. Yeah, I think there's a lot of sense, sense that um, it's. You're right. It, it 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 wouldn't. You wouldn't start here. Absolutely, David. <laughs> I mean, it couldn't be more of a mess. Um, it, it really, really is one <laughs> blind leading the blind at the moment, and I, I, yeah. I get that some people want this and, and with such division there's so much anger I've yeah. never ever known it like this it's I mean everybody's anti a hundred people and, and and then there's anti county cricket and and you're just thinking 
no guys just just no let's mm. let's just that there is a there is a time for for everything yeah. but we need to we need to be rational about it uh, the problem is we can't we can't just have um uh franchise cricket taking over the world because where, where does it stop what 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 we go from one tournament to another tournament and and when when do you actually play anything else other mm. than franchise cricket and, and and like the bbl for example they're having um problems now aren't they because a, a load of them want to go and play in the uae because there's more money involved in yeah. that and when, when does that actually stop when do you start and and, and south africa now being ipl funded so so where does where does their progression in their um domestic cricket come from and you know that that's going to happen with us um and you're going to get players that i i know lots of players that don't don't necessarily want to play the 100 but of course they're going to play the 100 yeah. because they're lots of money <laughs> and, and and you know that's that's what's going to happen but it's so bloody disruptive you can't play cricket where we're just constantly going from one to i mean it's not doing people like um livingston any good is it let's face it i mean no it doesn't seem to be no no you can't just endlessly go from franchise tournament to franchise tournament because when in your, in your end where does where is your head yeah and, and having someone like stokes actually say no look we you know actually come out and support a little bit for the county it's just massive and i don't i, I think we should really really hang on to that because that is Absolutely. He, he's the england captain and what he's saying and i i would interpret it what he's saying is I don't want to play too much cricket that is just constantly high performance mm. cricket. I want to practice. I want to do some yes. playing for my county. I want to be able to just have some time at the crease. I want to be able to bowl a bit. I want to be able to relax and enjoy my cricket and and maybe get some, you know, proper red ball cricket behind me. Yeah. And and that's what that we're not allowing the England players to do and we're not allowing enough of the players to do because it's constantly you've got to be fighting all the time to be I think I think within that they've got to have some family time as well they've got to have some yeah, downtime yeah. and yeah. that's going to make them a better person and a better player anyway if they're mm -hmm. some downtime they've relaxed they've got a hunger for cricket when they come back like you say within with the um, Livingston if he's constantly churning out uh, franchise cricket all the time it's just a never-ending conveyor belt Picking up on what you both said there, what's really in interesting for me is how many players can we name at test cricket level who've played less than one season of first-class cricket and gone on to be absolute ultimate superstars? It's a handful. They're the freaks of this world, and we all love them. But the vast majority want to do what Ben Stokes has said. He wants to play in April in Durham. He wants to bat against all kinds of bowlers and get used to it so that he builds his progression during the season and builds his career around that way. And I think you're right, Annie. We are going to hang on to it because Ben putting his head above the parapet, and I, I, I'm a firm believer that him putting his head above the parapet would have been with the backing of his boss as well. I think McCullough would have backed that because I right. don't think he'd do anything apart from him at the moment. And it's a really significant moment for us. I thought Johnny Burstow saying what he said about the 100 was great. But Ben to come out then a couple of days later was incredible. Stumps, bumps, and bumps. Do you think, though, that the ECB will listen? I think we've got more chance that the ECB will listen. Now we've got Richard Thompson in uh, a yeah. chair. Um, I really don't want to put the ECB never listen, you know, and, and we no. all, you know, we're all right and they never listen because it, it isn't ever straightforward like that. No. Nothing's straightforward like that. The ECB do want cricket to succeed. succeed. It's just they've got different ideas and, and theirs is very, very money based. And of course it is because they're, they're business people. But but you can't, you can't, everything can't be about money. They have to, I, I think they do have to listen. Absolutely. And I, I think whether they work and, and who they're going to listen to is the difficult mm. one and and i i mean i really really can't exaggerate how much power sky have over yeah. over our cricket timetable it, it's it's phenomenal how much power they have annie but i, I also mm. asked the question how did that switch from t20 vitality blast to 100 happen so quickly mm. when when actually as far as i was aware there wasn't very much wrong with the t20 vitality blast it, the, yeah, I think what, what, Sky, what Sky don't like about the T20 Blast is there's so many games. So it's it's a lot of um Yeah, I think with 100, they play one game per night, yeah. like they do in the, the BBL. And so the it was iPad. very much steered yeah. by them, mm, I would yeah, say. Yeah. Um, but if we have a, if we cut it back right back, 
Which I don't, you know, the ECB. Well, they didn't show many games, did they? I mean, it was hardly on. I mean, if they showed a few more games, uh, mm -hmm. the Vitality Blast is just as exciting. I think, if I may, we, we yeah. sometimes need to go back to because because I think it's been lost in the mists of time. In 2016, when the ECB were mooting a new tournament, which wasn't going to be called the 100 at that time, there were a number of options put on the table. And one of the options was indeed this new tournament, which was a, essentially, I mean, it's not yet franchised, it's owned by the yeah. ECB. Yeah. But what the other option, the other principal option that was put on the table was a Premier League and a Championship, if you like, to mirror football. Mm -hmm. And the idea was that at the end of the 2017 season, the top four from the North group and the top four from the South group would form the new Premier League and there would be promotion and relegation and the teams in the top division, the Premier League, would be allowed to have four overseas players. So you could easily see how the quality of the cricket would have gone up straight away with Absolutely. four overseas players in each team. But where it went wrong is in 2017, Derbyshire, Leicestershire and... I think Gloucestershire from the Southern Division all would have been in the new Premier League. <laughs> but Sky, a, Sky did not want that. But B, you have to realise that these big clubs that are hosting the 100, in the main, are the ones with the biggest amount of debt. And the only way they can see, and could see them, a way to wipe out that debt is to host well-attended fixtures in a new mm. tournament. Now, I was against it from the outset because I spoke at the 2016 annual general meeting in Derbyshire and said, any new tournament that's domestic-based but doesn't include Derbyshire is not for me. And I've, I've maintained that standpoint. I've never argued about whether the cricket's any good or not, mm. but the actual tournament means nothing whatsoever to me because it bears no resemblance. It's marginal. The, 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 the yeah. quality is marginal, isn't it? Anyway, yeah. And if you were to take the best of the Knotts team or the best of the Derbyshire team and add to it four world-class overseas players, that's... And yep. you wouldn't then have needed to bribe the counties to, mm -hmm. to accept the tournament. That's right. It, it has just been a pointless exercise, and sadly... Um, and th But that's how it happened. That's how it happened. Now, just... You mentioned the ECB, and I was just looking a moment ago, if you'll just bear with me, at the, the people who actually are on the board of the ECB. And, you know, you've got people who are chairman and CEOs of banking companies, um, KPMG. I don't know if they're actually one of them, but that kind of company. You know, these are people who are running companies as CEOs. Can they possibly have enough time to devote to English cricket? No. They, they, surely they cannot. It, it seems beyond belief. And also, have... where are their motivations, David? Exactly. What, Absolutely. What, what exactly. are they? Because they're, they're not cricket-based, are they? Mon mon money, obviously. Absolutely. I think one of the fascinating things from what you just said there, David, and it's one of my favourite conversations I've had this year by an absolute mile. If you'd have gone round international cricket players and international cricket supporters at the beginning of this year and said to them, name me the top three, maybe top four coaches in the world, one of them would have been the guy that we're very lucky to have at Derbyshire right now, Mickey Arthur. He was, he'd yeah. be right up there. And the, I've heard Mickey Arthur repeat what he said to us on a podcast interview a few mm. months ago. I've heard him repeat it a number of times about the 100, where he said, very simply, why would you play a tournament that no one else categorically plays? It has no benefit whatsoever to play a tournament, a format, whatever you want to call it, that nobody else plays. Now, I'm very proud of the fact let's be honest we invented t20 in this country and the rest of the world has just made it into something far more spectacular than we could ever believe but the hundred has now been out there for a few years since 2017 as you say david when that was like we're going to do this not one cricket board around the world has gone do you know what what a great idea let's go and do that so is mickey right is mickey right in very simplistic terms why would you play a tournament that no it one might else plays? change in it might change um there's isn't there sort of looks about USA being maybe interested and things like that. So um, that that might change. But why another format? Absolutely. We're bloated with formats. And and the T20 is... I, I mean, I to be fair, I really can't comment on the 100 because I've never watched it because I just can't. It breaks my heart to watch it. So I can't do it. But from what people have told me, it's, it's, it's 
marginally different but not particularly different Absolutely. not enough so um uh, what's the point of having one more format that's, that's floating the system so so i i can't see it happening i think mickey arthur's right it, it's unlikely to get because the ipl is so um dominant yeah. and and the those franchises are so dominant i think that's going going to be taking over the world um so i think the hundred is unlikely. I, I'll put it. I'll put it to all of you. This one of my biggest being my bonnets, as Richard will know, is the fact that around the cricket world we have so many different formats. Whether it be at international level, whether it be at county level, whether it be club level, junior level, we have this situation where the ECB spent three years, a couple of years ago, spent three years trying to find out what the number of yards under 13s play at around the country. <laughs> They spent three years trying to work out how long a run-up should be for an under-11. This is not difficult stuff at the end of the day, but it then means that we sit, as our club, for example, in two separate leagues with completely different rules. Mm. Yeah, and it's all about that word format again. Is it almost too many fingers in the pot and too many people trying to, they want to say this, they want to say that? Well, I think with four-day cricket naturally works towards the test arena, which is five days. And 20 and 50 is fine. I mean, when I was growing up, we had 40, 55 and 60 over cricket, but it was all one day cricket and it was just in three different yeah. tournaments. But I, I think I think it's perfectly reasonable at a professional level to play four day cricket, 50 over cricket and 20 over cricket. There's, mm. there's room for it all. Don't get me started really on, on, on <laughs> recreational cricket because I think it's been damaged irrevocably by Absolutely. some things you know i i would bowl the night before a game till my arm was coming out its socket no one ever said to me can only bowl four overs or yeah. six um so i no, i agree with you on that Ian. i don't think that helps at all and just going back to what you mentioned about mickey arthur um i actually think i mean obviously we're delighted to have mickey arthur at derbyshire but it kind of i would imagine there's one or two people you know in cricket they're a little bit miffed because it doesn't fit the agenda does it because mickey arthur suddenly makes derbyshire relevant yeah and people listen to mickey you see and (laughs) you know i i listen to t20 commentaries and you know they'll they'd often talk about little old derbyshire when derbyshire weren't even playing derbyshire might get a mention oh yeah david howell he's a lovely bloke and this that and the other but (laughs) you don't hear much now i'm saying anything about about uh, Mickey Arthur because right. they're actually having to say, well, actually, he's made Derbyshire relevant again. People want to mm-hmm. go and play for him. Zach Chappell has just signed for Derbyshire on the yeah. back of Mickey being there, Absolutely. and Ian Bell there as a batting coach. This is not the. This yeah. is not how English cricket is supposed it's to wonderful. go. Down. It's wonderful. Yeah, it is wonderful. But Derbyshire I mean, is supposed to be irrelevant. You see, yeah. Mickey being there is the last thing you want because what if we were to become well relevant? Mm. Well, what would that do for the game? That's going to bugger them up, isn't Nearly it? Nearly as bad as Somerset. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'd be an international superstar then, David. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny, you joke about the fact nearly as, you know, as funny as Somerset being relevant. Somerset were the county. Mm. They were absolutely, absolutely the county back, back in the late yeah. 70s and the 80s. And to see some of the big names that were down there at the time. Can I just say, while you're talking about Somerset, it is an absolute travesty absolute travesty it's august and there are four fixtures that's i was going to say that yeah that that is, is, I mean, the weather's beautiful it, yeah we're all sat here when we could be sat heartbreaking absolutely yeah absolutely heartbreaking have either of you had a, an opportunity and i think that's one of the things we, we talked about we're going to chat about really have either of you sort of just got a piece of white paper at any point and gone this is how the schedule could work to make it simpler because oh, I'm sure David has. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Go for it, David. Where, where do you think? Because I've, I've got my thoughts as well. Well, one of the problems you've got to overcome is players telling you that they don't like to mix up uh, formats. And if we've got to fit into the programme 78 days of cricket, I don't mind that the, that the T20 is put into a block. I, I can cope with that. I can also understand that that makes it easier for overseas players to come in. But if you're going to put it into a block, make sure you play at the very least on Friday and Sunday. Don't, don't play on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, because nobody wants to come and, and whatever. So you've got to play T20 in a block and make sure that the bulk of your games are on a Friday night or a Sunday afternoon when people can watch the game. Um, in terms of the other competitions, see, I would be quite radical and I would say, why can't we run a 50-over competition alongside a four-day competition? What we need most of all is to re, re, reinvent the way in which the schedule looks, and that means play cricket at the weekend. Mm. 
So if it was me, if it was me, I would have two divisions of nine in the county. Well, I wouldn't. I'd go back to one division, but I know that genuinely will never happen. I'd have two divisions of nine, uh, 16 first-class matches, and the teams you play the first-class matches against, I would also play a 50-over game. So you played a 50-over game on the Saturday. So just for sake of argument, Derbyshire play Somerset at Taunton. On the Saturday, they have a 50-over game. And on the Sunday, they start a four-day four game. You wouldn't they go back to the old John Player special where they had it in the middle yeah, of the game. Yeah, right? but the, the one-day game comes yeah. first. Yeah. And I think because the season lasts for six weeks, you could do that for three weeks at the start of the season and then have a week off. Then you could do it for another three weeks and have a week off, another three weeks and have a week off. Then you have a month of T20 and then you play your last three. And uh, and so so everybody gets to have four weeks off because yeah. that's the big thing cricketers seem to want is time <laughs> off. But yeah, it's, I, of course you can fit it in. 70, mm. I actually sat and said to one of our players the other day, we only play 78 days cricket a year. It averages out at 13 a month. And he said, really? And I said, 13 days you're at work. 13 days. And I understand the argument about player welfare, but welfare of everybody is important. You know, we don't matter what job you do. You take it as read. But can I just get... I'm I'm just going to digress just for a moment. 15, 16 years ago, Derbyshire moved to um, 12-month contracts for our cricketers. Mm -hmm. Now, ostensibly, the reason for doing that was so that players got paid every month for 12 months instead of got paid yeah. double for six months yeah and it made life easier for them and it also meant that things like mortgages were easier to obtain because they got a 12-month contract it was never envisaged when they were given a 12-month contract that they would then spend 12 months playing cricket which is what most of them do they'll finish at the end of september and they'll be back in the indoor nets at the beginning of november and there are five months running up and down the gym and doing all this kind of thing without and, and then complain when summer comes along that they've played too much cricket. <laughs> those are well, those well, that aren't played for franchises. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. And so what I would say to these county cricketers is enjoy your 12 month salary, but for goodness sake, have October, November and December off. Yeah. Mm. What you do in those three months is not going to make that big a difference. And then come back fully recharged mm. in January, ready to go. And I just say that as an aside because I think one of the reasons they're all knackered is because they spend the whole year on the go. Mm-hmm. Have a break. You're being paid to. You're being paid, mm-hmm. so you don't need to go and do anything else. Absolutely. And anybody who's in any sort of franchise cricket, as Annie just pointed out, there, they literally could be doing eleven and a half months out of twelve. Mm-hmm. And when they're not in the UK, they could be flying from here to there, doing the next six weeks somewhere, or even. And it's one of my bees in my bonnet again. The fact that they could sign for someone elsewhere for one game, two games at yeah. a time. The fact that someone in the BBL in Australia all of a sudden needs an extra player for two games. Because there has to be some legislation out. on it. That's just ridiculous. Mm. Um, you know, you, you we, can't do that sort of thing at club level, can you? As absolutely. We find out. The Derbyshire League would kill us if we tried to even do that. <laughs> so yeah, that, to me, makes a mockery of it. And again, unfortunately, it goes back to one thing and one thing. And it all goes back to the, mm-hmm. the pound, shilling and pence. And that player's going, I can get two games out there for a couple of grand. Thank you very much. But does that do player welfare any good? No. But we could adjust, We could address that in county cricket, couldn't we? Because we could have a moratorium and say, if you want to come and play, let's face it, cricketers who come to play in England come because they get paid. Because unless you're a franchise cricketer, the only place you can get played, or an international cricketer, the only place you can get paid to play cricket April to September is in England. So how about we say to people who come, you can come, but only if you come for the entire summer. Yeah. Mm, like Shan's done. Mm. Absolutely. And like players used to do. Yeah. You know, it was very interesting listening to Ravi Shastri complaining yeah. about um, the number <laughs> of counties on Sky the other week. And I thought, but you were one of those Indian players who, when you couldn't, mm. do, do, there was nothing else for you to do in the English summer. Absolutely. So you came over to England and played for Glamorgan. Right. Yeah. yeah. In the first place. No, he was, a good, he was a good player. And he, you know, I watched him play for Glamorgan and uh, against Derbyshire. But but, but, but it was the only place in town, the only game you could play in the 70s, Absolutely. 80s, 90s was in the UK. Um, and so, and yeah, this is I, the same with KP, isn't it? The whole... Um, <laughs> yeah, we yeah, won't, we won't go there too far. We're going to get onto that. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the, but it's the same thing. And that's why lots of people have pointed that out. I mean, he wouldn't he wouldn't be where he was without County yeah. and, and he can complain about... Uh, as much as he wants about it. Yeah, but. I mean, we yeah. mentioned KP. I, I, unlike you, Annie, I've watched a couple of hundred games and they've, they've not been too bad. I've quite enjoyed it on a Sunday afternoon or whatever. 
But the one thing that I've really not liked about it is com the commentary. It's ridiculous. People have been it's turning off. I, I know people have been turning off. superlatives that come out of KP's mouth. It, he was said something that was beautiful the other day, and it was just a, a standard cat. And it, it's almost like whoever shouts the loudest is the one who gets heard the most. And, uh, you know, there's people like you two in the background um, promoting county cricket. I just wish that somebody would hear that more yeah. and not just what KP... Well, well, Richard, I think you make a good point. You see, I, I think both Annie and I, we're concerned about the damage that 100 mm. is doing, but I'm not going to go out my way to say the cricket's no good because it's no. batsman against bowler who can yeah, play the game. But, but when I hear KP telling you just how unbelievably magnificent it is, <laughs> well, it's no more unbelievably magnificent yeah. than watching um, Samit Patel and Shan Masood um, and, and, and going down and seeing Roloff van der Merwe down at Taunton yeah, um, murdering yeah. us in the quarterfinal. <laughs> Sam Connors yeah. against Haynes. Some yeah. outstanding cricket yeah. that it's, it's, it just seems as if there is this desire to, to, to say that the 100 is that much more special. And I guess that's what they're doing. That's what it's all about. They're, they've got too much invested in it, David. They've got, yeah. um, Sky have got so much invested in it. ECB have got so much invested in it. They have to make it work. Um, and so they are put, putting out every possible thing they can do. Um, but, but there are more, to be fair, there are more, um, there, there are bigger names in the commentary team than there are playing the 100, mm -hmm. as far as I can see. Absolutely. Um, yeah. and, and that that just kind of smacks, because it's supposed to be the best of the best, and, and, and it, it just isn't the no. best of the best at all. No. Um, and, and, but, but going back to what you're saying, David, it, it's not just about what um, Peterson saying, how wonderful the 100 is. It's him <laughs> slamming, slamming yeah. the ch county championship I've, when he hasn't yeah. watched it. He yeah. has not been there. Yeah, has I think there was a moment. A in... I, I, don't, I, I can't imagine he's been to a match. Nah, there was a moment. Or if in... he has. Well, it's an interesting point because when you asked Danny and I at the outset to describe what was great about county cricket and we talked about the sense of belonging and fellowship not mm. neither of us talked about the standard mm. because you see i don't believe that the vast majority of cricket watching public are that bothered about the standard i think that that comes fairly low down the list mm -hmm. how many times for example do you hear people say the premier league is the best football league in the world most people then qualify that and say it's not the best but it's the most exciting Mm. because technically you could argue there are more exciting mm. leagues elsewhere. The standard, I don't go to Derby of a, of a, to watch a game of cricket and ever hear anyone come up to me and say, yes, the standard of the game's dropping. <laughs> they moan about the toilets or about the car. <laughs> <laughs> but they don't moan about something. And, and I've actually had to go back in time and talk to friends of mine who I watched cricket with in the 70s and 80s and 90s just to confirm that it's it, well, we never talked about the, the standard. We never sat down and said the standard is too low, you know? It just seems to be a modern thing that KP and one or two of his acolytes have jumped on about the standard. And then in second division of county cricket this year, we see Rizwan and Pajara. And, and how did this happen? Matty Potts gets picked for yeah. England out the second division. Absolutely. He took a load of wickets on batter's pitches. What oh, happened? How did that happen? Yeah. I think I think that standard phrase is a really good one, David, because it, if you go back to a certain 2005 Ashes where a certain individual who's already been mentioned actually did rather well, I could have sworn he came out of county cricket to get into that England team in the first place. Mm. So it wasn't anything to do with the standard. He got God knows how much practice at county cricket before he became an England player. And that's what the difference is. And I, I, I believe firmly that the standard is actually better than it was. Stumps, stumps. Um, I have to say there was a there were a couple of uh, times when I was at Chesterfield watching Sean Masood bat and I thought this is some of the best cricket I've ever seen. Yeah, absolutely. Um, in person, yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah, fantastic. I saw someone tweet that uh, yesterday when he was up at uh, Old Trafford. It's great to see him back. First time this guy had seen him live, and it was a OMG moment because it, yeah, it's I saw a, that tweet this morning. Yeah, it's an absolute quality above anything I've yeah. seen. The crack live. off his bat. I mean, yeah. it's outstanding. I went, so, to, I went to Lord's first game of the season, David. It was freezing down there. I took my dad. He loved it. And Sean Masood was batting. He was on nine. And I said to my dad, he's going to get 100 today. I tried to get a bet on it. 
He only got 91, I think. And you'll correct Yeah, run out. <laughs> yeah, and he should have got 100. But he, as soon as he was on, when he was on nine, I thought, this guy's going to get 100 today. And, I, and I, I'm glad I didn't get the bet on because I'd have lost it. But, you know, I wish he'd have got 100 and he should have got 100. The problem, the problem we've got with the game is that, this, the, let's face it, we're here today because of uh, England got thrashed in the winter. Mm. You know, that's that's the, the bottom line. And, of course, the price to pay is definitely county cricket. And it all drills down. Yeah. Now, you know, between... Nothing 19- to do with a new competition. No. Nah, I mean, between, between 1933 and 1953, we had 20 years where we didn't win the Ashes. <laughs> Despite the fact we had Fred Truman and Wally Hammond and, 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 and Peter May and all these kind of... Bit. Why? Because Australia had Bradman. You know, in the 1980s, we had some great, great players like mm. Boycott and Gooch and... Gower and Botham and mm. Underwood and Willis, we, we never won a test against the mm. West Indies because yeah. they were so much better. Yeah. If we'd have changed county cricket then, what would we have done? What would we have done then to try and counter the West Indies? Mm. You know, Atherton and Stewart, two of England's preeminent opening batsmen, never won a test series against Australia because mm. Australia had McGrath and Warren and people Absolutely. like this. Absolutely. Sometimes you just have to accept that. Mm. I, I'll give you another example. You know. Liverpool, if, if in 20 years' time... Liverpool Careful where you go with this now. <laughs> Careful. No, carry on, no, but, David. But if, <laughs> at the moment, Liverpool are quite rightly fated as a great footballing side. But in years to come, people may well look back at the stats and say, but they only won one title mm, in that yeah. period when Klopp was there. Yeah, because they couldn't... Because Man City was... You know, you sometimes have to just look at what you're up against. Exactly. And right. England went to Australia this winter and got well beaten by a far better team. Yeah. End of... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that, that goes back to what I said earlier. You get these freaks who just are a level above yep. and it, you just can't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. You know, it just cannot do anything about it. it, and it that doesn't just happen in cricket. It happens in sports all around the world. And yep. sometimes you've just got to deal with that, haven't you? Mm-hmm. I think I'm conscious of time, obviously, guys. And I think I'm going to ask a question now that sort of sums up a lot of what we've discussed here. Where do you see the biggest drivers for change coming now then? Um I think it's going to be interesting what happens with Richard Thompson and I think um, there, there's a um, chair um, meeting next week I think so that's going to be really interesting to find out mm. where they're going the supporters thing all the signatures that that's important because we are we are 15 of our counties are member-led and and you can't ignore that I'm afraid you're going to have to listen to them so that's really important I think the Ben Stokes has definitely put a um, a spanner in their um, works in the high performance review. I hate things like that. They are going to have to. I mean, Claire Connor's saying, oh, yes, we are going to listen, but there's going to be big changes. So we are going to listen, but we're not. It was kind of, they're going to have to because, you know, at the moment, our test team are the one positive thing suddenly from being the really negative they're the Absolutely. one positive thing oh. and ben stokes is is being seen as like the equivalent of the people's princess isn't he he's, <laughs> you know and and he's right to you know he he's not towing the line and and that's really really important and and getting richard thompson it's a really really hard task he's got there's a lot of things but we also have to remember the the hundred um the, the thing they put in place, the media deal that somehow got snuck through, that, that isn't set in stone. So have we, have we just got the name of this pod there, do you think, Richard? Yeah, I could have there, yeah. The, people, you know, the people's princess. I think so, yeah. <laughs> I think Stokes would love that. Uh, yeah, I'm sure I'd love that. <laughs> yeah, um, I, th- I think that's a really interesting point on the media deal, Annie, in particular. It, mm. It's there, but it ain't sign sealed delivered, is it? No, it can be changed. It, it would be a lot of hoops, but... Absolutely. And yourself, David, changes? Where do you see the well, biggest Well, I think I'm a great... You see, negotiations are a key thing here, and I think all this will depend upon how strong the county chairs are. Because and my suspicion is there'll be a nuclear option that will come forward. Just for sake of argument, it'll be a reduction to 10 games in the Championship. And everyone will go, shock, horror, we can't have that. And they'll come back with, all right, what about 12? And the chairs will go, oh, yeah, that's better than 10. Yeah, we'll take that. And it, But it's still suboptimal because it'll still be a reduction. Mm. If it was me, what would I be saying if I was one of the chairs around the table? I'd be saying, I'll tell you what, let's propose two divisions of nine. We'll play 16 matches. 
let us go in with a, with our starter for yeah. 10 rather than yeah. just sit back, all acquiescent, and wait for them to throw something at it. Because that would be my point. Going hard, going with something and saying, no, we want, we want nine games, and we'll reduce down to 14, which is what we already play. What, what are the drivers? I mean, Annie's made some really good points there because fundamentally, 15 counties are still member-owned. And there, there has been a change, which you may not be aware of, but it is, it's contained in the ECB Articles of Association, that hitherto, when a county chairman, and they are all men at the moment, has cast his vote, he casts it in a personal capacity. The, the rules have changed that they now have to cast their vote on behalf of their members. Now, I'm staggered that it wasn't always a vote on behalf of members, mm. but now it Absolutely. hasn't been. Now, our chairman has told us at a forum last Tuesday at Derby that there'll be another forum and a consultation once they know what the ECB are coming up with. And they will basically find out what the members want and the, the chair will take the members' mandate to Lords. Yeah. So my plea would be to all of those counties that have still got uh, a members' club, and even those that haven't, is contact your chairman and make it yeah. quite clear from your perspective as members, you do not want to see any reduction in mm. the amount of cricket played and you'd like to see a more sensible schedule. And it's then in the hands of the chairs to go and cast their vote in your... They, they work for us effectively. Mm. So that's the driver for me, is the members have got to be positive and got to be strong with their chairs and say, don't, don't, uh, don't sell us down the river. Yeah, we've got to be we we've got to hold on to these members clubs. It is it's major. It's, it's like a cooperative. It's it's so mm. important and 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 it's wonderful to have it. And and if we lose it, we lose it. And it's yeah. Be interested. Be interested to know how many other members from not just Derbyshire but other counties that are member own know exactly what you've just said there, David. Because yep. I think that's significant. Uh, that that change in the Articles of Association is quite is quite massive actually. Uh, and anybody who is a chairman of a county that goes and votes on his own without talking back to his members, he's effectively doing it illegally. Yep. He's effectively doing it completely unethically, illegally. I'm not sure what the right terminology would be, but he's actually not following the Articles of Association that he's supposed to. Yeah, and the Articles of Association are very clear. You only, the, only the 18 chairs will vote on any new structure for next season, mm -hmm. whatever the competitions are called, whatever there's promotion, relegation, how many games we play. Only the 18 chairs, nobody else, mm -hmm. not Strauss, not Rob Key, the 18 chairs will vote. Yeah. Um, so, so they're the people you need to put the pressure on. And I, th I think you're spot on when you say they've got to go in, whether it's two, three or half a dozen of them and say, this is what we want to start. And as you say, negotiation, it's going to come somewhere in the middle. And funny enough, it might end up exactly where the England captain thinks it should do, which is at 14 games. No change. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, know, you, could, you could actually start that negotiation with the, the words, our England captain says, what do you want to do, guys? Uh, what I would like to see is everybody playing everybody. I mean, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you can't, mm. it's just not fair. You can't gauge it, can you? It's not that we're playing just less cricket. We're playing less cricket over a longer time in the season as well. Mm. The season's been extended. It'll be, it'll, we'll be started in February if we're not careful. And you know, Mr. Mr. Neil at Derbyshire has already got his hair being pulled out left, right and centre, hasn't he, when it comes to being back down to end of March into April almost now. We've, we've summed up a lot of where we're at there, guys. And I think it's it's been a great conversation without being too controversial, which could have easily happened. Um, we, we've, David and I are very pragmatic, aren't we? Yeah, very yeah. pragmatic. We've, we've talked about um, various people who think the right things and various people who think the wrong things in cricket. If you had one wish, just to finish up, one wish for county cricket next season, what would it be, Annie? Well, I think I, I just said, I think everybody plays each other, I think, and, and, and have a, you know, a reasonable amount of, of cricket. I would stick to, um, you know, I'd have proper amount of games and, and mm. everyone play each other. Like that, David? Mm. Yeah, sort the scheduling. August is a barren month for county cricket and it's a joke. I've got mm. one. Sort the scheduling. I've got one wish. Let's use more outgrounds again. Mm, because they are absolutely fabulous. Yeah, I come from, as you say, Lancashire, we play the pool play at Southport, at Sedbra, you know, like, okay, the weather was a bit dodgy up there, but you know, some of these grounds are fabulous. And obviously, the, the, the day out at Chesterfield, um, we've got another one coming up very soon for, for Derbyshire, but Chesterfield for the uh, the Royal London. They're just fabulous. Anything you'd want, mm -hmm. Richard? 
Yeah, my my simple comment would common sense should prevail and we should take this fantastic game that we've got. Simple. Yeah. Common Absolutely. sense. That's why, why we have to complicate things. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> oh, and, and, and also just one thing, you know, the whole the whole group premise, um new audience and we're all white and we're all old and we're you know it it, it doesn't have to be that way. It's <laughs> not. It's not about trying mm. to not have it for young kids at all. That's right. There, there is so much that is wonderful about county cricket for young mm. kids. There Absolutely. really, really is. And and that's in community-based things that are, are so, so being focused on at the moment. Yeah, yeah. We're a club who's, who's worked very closely with our, our own cricket board in the last five or six years, Annie, to mm. go from basically six kids to 90. Uh, and we've used what the ECB have given us. We love what they've given us when it comes mm-hmm. to all-stars and dynamos and all of these things. And, and you know, we had a women's festival down the ground. So mm-hmm. we think we're doing all the right things. It's where it goes next, isn't it? And yep. it's that up that pyramid. Absolutely. We're, we're and at the very bottom. Desperately need funding. Desperately need mm-hmm. funding. Desperately need focusing on stumps, bumps, and beer pumps. Final question from us, uh, Annie, is... You've been invited to enter a team into the Stumps, Umps and Beer Pumps Six Aside competition this summer. So if you had to put your perfect Six Aside team together from any cricketing genre that you wish, who would your six players be? You've got to have two batters, mm-hmm. two bowlers, an all-rounder and a wicketkeeper. OK, um, seeing as this is a county cricket podcast that we've been doing, I'm going to stick to this season's county um, so the county championship players, so they're not ideal for obviously okay. this, uh, this this format, but um, because we've been talking about that, I'm going to go for players that I've really enjoyed watching, but also have the potential to um, be a bit six, you know, yeah. six society yeah. as well. <laughs> so um, going going for batsman because I've so enjoyed watching Masood play, I'm going to stick him in there. I'm also going to stick probably Harry Brook with Tom Abel as the other. Um, possibility between because they both are, have um, absolutely a class bats. Mm-hmm. Um, bowlers, well, Potts has just dominated. Um, Made the and team. I'm gonna go go for. I think out of the two of them, I'll probably go for uh, a Bass rather than Abbott. But those two have just been awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna stick a not based on this season but um my all-rounder i'm gonna stick um gregory in uh, at somerset because he was our he was our little golden boy and he's not Absolutely. had a great season this <laughs> season but um he's a he's a he can be a game changer yeah yeah and wicket keeper i think mostly i've been impressed this year county by uh john simpson and i would hmm. put him in because he's also got that real potential with the bat as well so we've got shamasood Mm-hmm. Gonna go for Harry Brook. We'll go for Brook, and I'll, I'll have Gregory as my Somerset. Yeah, uh, just because Abel's injured now. Absolutely, Gregor, Gregory as your all round. I think that's a really good call. I've enjoyed watching him over the years without a shadow. Uh, you've got your bowlers were a bass and pot and pots. England player can't mm-hmm. say more. And your wicketkeeper was Simpson. I think that's not a bad team compared to some of the others that we've had, Richard. Now oh. I'd have put Brook Guestin as a keeper, but never mind. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I've just been really, really impressed by Simpson. Yeah, yeah no, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Your definitely, team, Annie. Definitely. That's great, Annie. Thanks a lot. You're welcome. Stumps, bumps, and beer bumps. Hey, it's been absolutely great to chat with you guys. Um, an absolute pleasure to get you on screen to talk about such an important subject. Thank you very much. Look forward to seeing you at a ground very soon. I'm sure we'll see David a bit sooner than we see you, Annie, yes, down, yeah. down south, obviously. Uh, yeah. Definitely see David. Friday, I'll, Friday I'll be at Derbyshire. And so, and so will I. <laughs> well, so, you three will be at, yeah, and I'm hoping to be at Somerset. So. Okay. Brilliant, brilliant. Right. We, we look forward to seeing a tweet on that, Annie, because that'd be an absolute pleasure to see. So <laughs> thanks a lot for your time, and uh, we'll look forward to Cheers, seeing Abby. you soon. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Cheers everyone. Everyone. Thanks, thanks a lot. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. That was great, that was. I think some fantastic uh, views on county cricket there. And uh, we've all got our own views at the minute on whether the 100 is uh, a viable proposition. Some people love it, some people hate it. But I think at the end of the day, common sense should prevail, like I've I've just said on that interview there. Moving on, um, we've got four games left of the season for both teams. I think four, actually. Have the, third, have the second got three? They've got three. They've got three because they played on a Sunday. But uh, 
yeah, so a good push towards the end of the season, see how many points we can get. And uh, we've also, uh, coming up, we've got our President's eleven game in honour of our superb president and groundsman, Mick Causa. Does a good job, Neil? Yeah, does a fantastic job. And it's always a good laugh down there. We have a few beers in yeah. there. Yeah, that's coming up. So on the next podcast, uh, we've got some exciting guests coming up. Uh, we'll, we'll give you an overview of the President's eleven. And uh, good luck to everybody out there for the re- for remainder of the season. It's gone quick, but uh, good luck. Right, that's it then. Hope to see you down on President's Day. One o'clock start. Is it one? Uh, well, say I've just said one o'clock. I don't really know what time it is. Oh, we'll okay. say one o'clock. One o'clock. Get everybody there. Kids, one are, kids are there first, aren't they? Kids are there it's first. The dads versus lads game. Yeah. Are you going to do a bit of cu- customary music, Mars? Uh, I am doing some customary music. The main man. reason being is that you're not there, Rick. That's so, correct, uh, yeah. I will have to uh, step up to the forward. I'm not up to your, your standard, to be <laughs> honest with you. Be great to see everybody down there. Turn up, come along, have a beer. There's barbecue, Duncan's famous paella. Oof. And uh, yeah, you can't go wrong with it. So uh, yeah, thanks guys. Thanks Neil. Thanks Cheers, Rick. Uh, great uh, episode again, I think. Until next time. Ciao, brethren. So that's all we've got time for for this edition of Stumps, Umps and Beer Pumps. Thank you to our special guest today. If you know someone at your club that wishes to come and have a chat with us and talk about your club, then please email us on stumpsumpsandbeerpumps at gmail.com. Also, please like and subscribe, and also you can follow us on Twitter. If you've got any questions, any stories, or any funny anecdotes, then please again email us on stumpsumpsandbeerpumps at gmail.com. We hope you've enjoyed our tour around club cricket life. So please join us again for more of the same. Thank you very much for listening. This is Stump Sumps and Beer Pumps. So until next time, there's your one for the over. Stump Sumps and Beer Pumps. Stump Sumps and Beer Pumps. <laughs>